Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 134 of the Fun With Cars podcast for coverage of the British Grand Prix. I am Jim Lau, and I'm all by myself today. Uh, I am doing the show because of, of all the things uh, Robin had to do this weekend with watching the race and podcasting about it and hanging out with me and so on. He is out of town. I'm telling you, man, that guy is anti-England, and I don't know why, but I am here, loyal fans, to support you and give you coverage in the podcast about this pretty, really fairly awesome race. Uh, this was a pretty dynamic race. There's been all kinds of words used about it, but uh, several things that shook it up throughout the uh, course of the event made for basically just a really interesting finish, especially sort of the last uh, 10 laps and the sort of sprint to the finish after the final safety car. So there's there's plenty to talk about. Um, uh, hopefully I can, uh, I can do it justice. Uh, but I am assisted today, not by my usual co-host Robin, but by Craig the Kilt Wilson, who is live in the stands and recording audio for us. So we have some uh, exclusive audio from the track itself. And uh, so let's see what the, what the start sounds like. So over to you, Craig. So forming up in the grid, this is Craig the Kilt reporting from Silverstone for funwithcars.com. I'm just at the end of Abbey Straight, so the main straight, they're all in position. We've got a green flag. Go! Here we go! All loose is ahead! And what a brilliant reminder of just how much better F1 cars sound than Indy cars. My goodness, after uh, after our talks from the Detroit Grand Prix about the uh, the sounds that Indy cars make and so on, it is uh, nice to just hear the roar of F1 engines again. Uh, even so, so thank you very much, Craig, for the recording from the stands. We'll hear, check in with him a little bit later on. So what he would have seen, of course, would have been Lewis Hamilton taking off at the very front of the grid. He had pole position uh, in England, which is just great to see him back and doing well there in front of the home crowd. Um, but then seven laps in, uh, of course, Lewis has massive, spectacular tire failure um, in the very similar way to what Checo Perez had at uh, Friday practice, uh, which just, of course, you know, sends him to the back of the grid. Um, thankfully, it didn't, didn't uh, end Lewis's day and actually ended up doing OK. But um, this was the first of many uh, spectacular Pirelli failures, which uh, just really added a lot of uh, drama and potential safety hazard and so on to the rest of the race. Um, so it was, I, I'm a big Hamilton fan. I actually had a Hamilton, uh, my, was my prediction for pole. I didn't do so well for the race, but we'll talk about that later. But, um, yeah, I was excited to see him do well, but then, uh, just really, uh, man, as soon as, it, as soon as I saw the tires start to flail apart, I thought it was going to be worse than it was. I was concerned that Hamilton wouldn't get around back to the pits and, uh, and, and get it in and get the charge changed and go on with his race. But, uh, thankfully he did. And, uh, I, you know, I'm grateful that that was the case. So, uh, Hamilton ended up, uh, after all was said and done, in fourth uh, place, which, you know, considering the, uh, the uh, you know, tire damage and near race ending kind of uh, damage, that was quite good. Um, but there was a whole lot else that happened in between then. Uh, so we've actually got uh, another clip from Craig from after this uh, the safety car. And the safety car come out, came out after a string of, of tire failures. There was Hamilton's. Uh, Massa had a big tire moment. And, uh, and you know, Massa's was actually in a corner. So his was, uh, you know, sent him spinning off the track. Uh, Hamilton's was in a straight line. So at least he, he's, I could see him look in the mirror and say, what the heck's going on back there? And, uh, and was able to see what was going on. But he was able to keep the car under control. Uh, Massa was also, uh, you know, didn't, didn't crash into anything, thankfully. Did have to go all the way back around the track slowly and uh, get back to the pits and get a tire changed. Uh, but 
after uh, after we had those tire incidents, we just had lots of crap on track. Um, Pirelli at the time wasn't saying much, but so far in all these you know sort of seeming looking tire failures, uh, they've been very careful to say, oh, this has been a debris, this is a puncture, this is not our fault, this is not the tire just simply falling apart. So um, to, to sort of see if that was the case and hopefully clean things up, uh, Charlie Whiting did pull out a safety car and said, okay, let's get these marshals out on track. And man, were there marshals on track. There were so many people on track cleaning stuff up uh, for, for a while, a few laps at least. Uh, I didn't see any uh, equipment out. It was like looked like just people going out to hand-pick pieces of you know debris off the track. Um, surely we thought there'd be a better way. Uh, there was finally some street sweepers that came out, and uh, they were able to clean up the track. So um, it's been a while since we've had a, uh, a safety car in, in England at all, but uh, you know, for especially just kind of a, a random track cleanup one. But uh, let's see, uh, let's see what our man in the stands has to say about that. It's Craig the Kilt reporting from Silverstone. We're at the start of the main street, and I'm just looking at the the wing. And uh, safety cars out, lap 20. Complete disaster. So here's a safety car with bloody Vettel at the front. The worst thing ever. Anyway. It's not a good show. Boo Pirelli. So after that safety car, during that safety car, Craig says, of course, boo Pirelli and uh, and not a good show. However, I think what happened later ended up becoming a great show. Uh, and so that was the, that was the safety car for after the three punctures, uh, where of course Lewis Hamilton's, uh, Felipe Massa's, and Jean Eric Verne's, all of them had left rear tire failures, which was kind of an amazing uh, you know coincidence. Uh, it's probably more than a coincidence. And Pirelli's still looking into that and afraid to say anything about what it may be until they really know what's going on. Um, but uh, this all it sort of settled down for a while. Uh, Sebastian Vettel was out front uh, once Hamilton, of course, had to get uh, had to get pitted and so on. Um, but then uh, with uh, with I think. 10 laps to go or so or something like that um we had Vettel just simply lose drive uh he said something about it was a gearbox problem although it did look like he was able to shift gears but uh, didn't have didn't have a drivetrain uh so it was uh, kind of amazing we haven't seen uh that kind of uh result for uh, for Vettel in quite a while but uh, yeah he just had to pull off to the side it was right by the pit lanes uh, he just missed the pit in so he was right uh, right across from the pits and uh just stopped his car which brought out another safety car, which you think, okay, this is, uh, you know, first of all, I think uh, you could hear the crowd just so excited. I mean, it was basically like an English guy winning um, just to see Vettel do poorly. It was kind of amazing. Before I heard, uh, before I saw on screen what was going on with uh, with Vettel's car, I heard the, just the roar of the crowd from whatever camera shot they had. I'm like, man, something amazing must have happened. And uh, and I guess, yeah, for a lot of uh, a lot of English fans, and I think a lot of F1 fans all over the world, uh, there's all those anyone but Vettel fans, and uh, they would have been happy with seeing Vettel just pull off to the side of the track and stop. Uh, but that meant there was a safety car, um, and uh, that uh, brought Nico Rosberg back into the lead, and uh, or I guess into the lead in the first place, um, and really set up for just a, a blast to the finish. Uh, Mark Webber went in to get new tires. Um, 
I think Rosberg went in for tires as well. Kimi Raikkonen did not, and later rued that decision, said, oh, man, I really should have gone in for tires, or was questioning this team if whether it was the right thing to do or not. But uh, what was great was that then we had a couple of guys on fresh rubber with just a few laps to go. Um, they had done enough running behind the safety car that everyone was sort of fine, good to go on fuel, and uh, could really just push as hard as possible. So through one way or another, you know, these tires, um, the, the way that people are using them, uh, and I think aside from... The, uh, the safety risk of these things blowing up uh, in spectacular fashion um, have created exciting racing because uh, today, even with, with all these failures and craziness, um, and I guess that was ultimately uh, Vettel's gearbox that causes the most recent safety car, but uh, we did end up uh, having just a, a really exciting few laps of racing, and it was 10 tenths racing right down to the checkered flag. Uh, it was it was how you know how many places can Weber can Weber overcome? It was just kind of great to see uh, some some just great moves, great driving, and uh, good stuff just on uh, you know really just back to back, keeping everybody going and just kind of keep you know getting right down to the finish. And uh, it was it was really great to see. So um, of course the end of the day it was Nico Rosberg on top. Um, he just did a superb job making making hay while uh, while he could there. Uh, Mark Weber ended up second, which is amazing because he's he was uh, he started in, I think fifth. Uh, no, he started uh, fourth, and actually fell down as far as 15th on the opening lap, just had another terrible start, but worked his way back up, so that was cool. Um, and then Alonso, which it would have been cool to see him um, to see him win or, or you know, really take a, a bigger chunk out of uh, Vettel's points, but uh, he did have a really strong you know, last little bit of the race there. Um, and then Lewis fourth in sort of damage recovery. Um, and then Kimi Raikkonen, who just slipped back because he didn't change tires, um, was, uh, ended up in fifth spot ahead of Felipe Massa, Adrian Sutil, uh, Daniel Ricciardo, and Paul DiResta, um, and then Nico Hulkenberg in 10th spot. So two points uh, finishes for Force India. It's good for them. Um, and then uh, ended up being a, a fairly decent points haul for Ferrari as well. But, uh, wow, that's, you know, it was just a really kind of thrilling uh, way to end that race. Uh, and I guess it was really once once Vettel was out of it and anyone else could could smell blood, uh, we just got some really good... Uh, uh, really good action, really good wheel-to-wheel kind of racing, and uh, it was just a really kind of fun uh, bit of the race to see. So that was, you know, a good bit of edge-of-the-seat racing that's uh, been been like that. Um, hasn't been like that in a little while, so that was uh, pretty exciting to see. Um, I do have some more audio from Greg. Uh, he was there for the podium ceremony, and uh, we'll see what he's got from that. I'm at the ceremony. Grossberg's just got his trophy. The, is it a race engineer who's just picked up the constructor trophy? There's Weber for his second place trophy. I'm right on the track here. Literally, can see it all happening. That's Alonso. Alonso sporting a, a rather dishy. Um, Moustache uh, goatee combo. I think we're going to have the champagne. Hey! Oh, I can hear the champagne as well. <laughs> uh, yes. Very nice. So I managed to wait in the queue to get on the track and go in straight away. So I'm right up at the fence. You can see it all happening. Oh, God, and who are we going to have doing the interviews? Please, not Eddie Jordan. 
Hey, Stephen Howe. Excellent. And this is about ham last year. You can't hear them. So, say that's it now. We're down to McL uh, McLaren and Mercedes. Well done there. Thank you, Craig. Thank you so much for uh, sending us audio. And, uh, you know, it sounds like you had a good time there taking, taking in the race and uh, sharing that with us. So I appreciate that very much. And because I am the only one in charge of the podcast today, I can do whatever I want. I, instead of sitting here and having a conversation with myself, I think I'll bring it to listener feedback. So it's a bit like I'm having a conversation with our fans. And we'll go a little bit more in depth with feedback. I don't know why I keep saying we when it's just me sitting here. But hey, what are you going to do? So let's do listener feedback. I mean, I'm going to do listener feedback. I'm going to do what I want. I'm the king of the podcast today. So, yes, of course, listener feedback. And let's start with Twitter, because why not? We did have some good activity on Hash Fun With Cars this weekend. Uh, Bernard A., Amy Louise, Ryan Higgins, who was gutted about Paul DeResta, um, and, uh, and, and the prediction stud, Neil Popham showed up for a while, Ben Azuma, and more. So there was uh, some talk just after qualifying, of course, of DeResta, um, whose car was found to be just underweight after qualifying by one and a half kilograms. Not very much at all, but uh, that did mean he had to stop at the back of the grid. And that was just so sad after her career best qualifying. Uh, so we had uh, uh, stories from Bernard A posted an ESPN link and some various things on there. Uh, but uh, it's, he just says, well, I guess we can't go any, uh, you know, we, we can't go anywhere backwards. It's got to be moving forward, which that's a positive way to, to uh, uh, keep an uh, attitude about it. Um, but during the race today, uh, we had, um, you know, Ryan Higgins uh, says, uh, this is the worst, need to red flag this race, Pirelli should be kicked out, and apparently Charlie Wedding wasn't far off from red flagging the race and just thinking, hey, for security or safety reasons, we just need to stop this, this is crazy. Um, you know, Ryan goes on to say, I'll get Pirelli out of F1, nothing but problems, which is, uh, I don't think it's quite that simple. Uh, I mean, you know, they've, they've got to get... Uh, They've got to get tires from somewhere. There's only a few companies in the world that can that can do this. So hopefully they can really work with Pirelli and make it something that works for everyone, rather than uh, just going to some you know some other tire maker or you know coming up with something that uh, doesn't work so well. Um, but when it really uh, got some activity on Twitter was when Vettel retired. Uh, we had Andrew Baines, yay, Vettel is out, and too bad, Sebastian, so sorry, smiley face from Ben. Uh, and just on down the line, Amy Louise, geek girl, says, oh dear, what a shame, we won't be seeing the finger. And I uh, just kind of went on from there. But uh, we had uh, cheers for, for Weber coming through and, and a whole lot more. So that was just, it was fun. Unfortunately, I didn't uh, have the ability to watch the race live today. Uh, so I was, I was watching it later. And I wasn't taking part in the Twitter thing. And uh, also, I guess slightly unfortunately, Robin is still confused by how Twitter works and uh, doesn't know how to use a hashtag. So he was also not taking part in the uh, live Twittering. Um, we, of course, had good comments on Facebook and a lot of fun activities uh, on the Fun With Cars Facebook page with new logo, by the way. Uh, I think people have probably seen that by now. It was, uh, we did that on Twitter uh, during 24 Hours of Le Mans. Uh, we came up with some ideas and executed something for the logo. So um, I'm not super pleased with it yet, but at least it's, uh, it no longer says F1 show and uh, no longer means that we will be uh, in legal trouble. So uh, at least that's a step in the right direction, and hopefully we can beautify that a little bit more for you soon. But uh, we did have plenty of activity on uh, on the Facebook page, um, including uh, Edward McNamara says, uh, F1 is just so much more fun without Vettel. And I hate to just be randomly negative about Vettel, but I really, I kind of agree. Uh, I mean, especially in today's race, uh, once Vettel was out, that's when it really got interesting. And uh, it, was, it was fun to see someone else uh, win and get just some more... Uh, 
I guess, you know, kind of opening up the points a little bit and, and not just being a bit of a runaway for, for Red Bull. So, uh, you know, Vettel's still in the lead. There's not, uh, this isn't a huge, uh, you know, bad omen for him or anything like that. So I don't know that this will really change, you know, things for the whole season. But, um, yeah, it was a lot more fun today with uh, the, the race ending the way it did. Um, Neil Poppin, the prediction stud, was uh, was in effect a couple of times uh, on the Facebook page. Um, he he uh, had you know good results getting people entering everything in for predictions. Um, his whole prediction system was which is with the crowdsourced uh, results. So uh, Neil, thanks, and I will echo his thanks to Eleanor Taylor and Fraser McDonald for getting today's results in. And uh, as as Neil says, gutted for Lewis, but there was some great racing, and the championship is looking brighter. So uh, that's uh, you know well done. Uh-huh. And uh, kudos to Robin for regaining first place in the predictions game. Oh, I'm not uh, not nearly so happy about that. As I was watching the race, as soon as I saw Vettel's retirement, uh, I thought, man, this is really going to mess up a lot of people for predictions, you know, for whoever put in Vettel to win. And then I kind of stop and think and think, wait, did I put Vettel to win? I may have done so. So we'll, we'll get there in a minute. Um, Colin Sato, uh, Facebooking from Hawaii as usual, uh, says, wow, what a race. Almost ruined entirely the NBC Sports news update just at the start of my recording. They played a three-minute recap before the start of the race. What the F were they thinking? Grab the TiVo remote and quickly uh, fast-forward through it, but not before I saw the story about Lewis's tire failure and a glimpse of Nico on the podium. Anyone else have that problem? And that was a U.S. thing. And what happened is uh, NBC this weekend played the race uh, live on CNBC, uh, when, of course, you cannot have a recap of a race that has not yet happened. Um, but they then did a re-air of the race at 11.30 a.m. So I think a lot of people who weren't looking super, super closely at the TiVo listings or on NBC's website or whatever, which is most normal people, um, would have gotten the NBC Sports airing of the race at 11.30, thinking, oh, that's just when the race is on and, and fair enough. Um, or I guess I don't know what time that is in Hawaii, but uh, that's what it was for Eastern time here in, uh, in Michigan. So we had the same thing. Uh, I was, ended up over at my parents' house today to uh, to watch the race, and uh, they had the same thing. So we turn on the race, and first of all, we get uh, uh, you know sort of a cycling recap and a bunch of stuff for Tour de France, and, and, and sort of like, oh, is this even the right thing? Um, but then there was, yes, a, a recap of the F1 race. And uh, again, I also fast-forwarded and uh, kind of closed my eyes and looked the other way, and it was a whole... Uh, mishmash of nonsense until we figured out, okay, yes, now we are, in fact, no longer seeing cycling coverage. Now we have the race. So technically, I guess NBC uh, did the right thing by the, with the first airing being on uh, CNBC. And, you know, of course, no recaps then because it was, you know, we did have the option of watching it live. But uh, maybe they could have been better about uh, when they, you know, how they publicized if the change was there, because I think, uh, you know, Colin and, uh, and, you know, my parents certainly weren't the only ones um, were, that were confused by the whole switch of channels. So I think the whole deal is that um, NBC Sports is tied up with Tour de France coverage, and uh, they had to move it over to CNBC. Um, but as a heads up to our American viewers, that is also happening next week. So set your DVRs or whatever technology you use for CNBC so that you can watch the German Grand Prix live as you could have done this morning if you had uh, known about it in advance and then no spoilers. So hopefully that works for everyone. Um, Bernard A. also posting on Facebook. He must be a busy guy between Facebook and Twitter and everything going back and forth. Um, You know, Bernard uh, has, you know, says after Testgate, we still have tires issue for Mercedes. Something is not right. Um, So uh, it's, it's it's a different failure. I mean, I guess if you say after Testgate, you would think, oh, the Mercedes are just going to be amazing. And, you know, Nico Rosberg did win the race today, and uh, we had Hamilton on pole, so they've clearly got things figured out. But then, of course, we had Hamilton was the first tire to go, and after seven laps, you know, maybe, uh, so you had an installation lap and some other stuff, but that's not, uh, you know, a crazy amount of, of wear or anything. I mean, you'd really think that, 
uh, you know, the tires would hold up longer than that, or you could sort of understand a puncture happening later in the race when there's more debris and so on. But it was really kind of a weird, uh, you know, weird result to see a tire failure after just seven laps. So, yikes. Stephen Need says, wow, those last six, six laps, the best six in a Grand Prix ever. And ever is a strong word, but I really have to say, in, in recent memory, just, uh, you know, of, of guys charging through the field and sort of, yeah, like I say, sniffing blood because all of a sudden Vettel was out of the race, uh, I do think that I, I agree with uh, the, the sentiment that that was really just a very exciting end of the race and uh, in good times. Um, Sean Scanlon, uh, the uh, always controversial uh, contributor to our Facebook page, um, just says, thank you, Vettel, and clap, 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 clap. And uh, and, and it also figures, hey, he could hop into his own car, and uh, he might just win this if everyone gets punctures. So uh, we've got some uh, snarky re- remarks from Sean, as usual. Thanks, Sean. Um, and uh, Andy McCullough just says, good morning from Sil- Silverstone. Um, so, uh, you know, we've got other fans of the race, which is good. To, always great to see. And Laurie Jordan did Taste of the Race with uh, <laughs> some, I don't even know, the Great British Pop, the Tizer, Tizer Soda, okay? And then uh, she went for, uh, there's Doctor Who Decor at a fish and chip shop. So she found uh, just, you know, fish and chips for the Fish and Chips Grand Prix. And I didn't even go for fish and chips today. Uh, that looks delicious, Laurie, and thank you for posting that, as always. Oh, Greg has a scotch egg. Wow, that, they, they really went big on the uh, Taste of the Race this time. Um, didn't feel right to do the fish and chips thing without Robin, so hopefully sometime in the coming week uh, we can make our way to uh, to an old chippy and uh, have some have some tasty uh, English food. Um, but uh, I liked also uh, from Craig the Kilt's page um, that he posted his taste of the actual race, and of course he got McDonald's because that is just how he rolls. So fair enough. Uh, and we got a, a couple more uh, a couple more posts on Facebook: Jaffa Graves, um, Sean Scanlon again, uh, Patrick Clunan. Um, and just, uh, you know, so thanks, everyone, for taking part, as always, in uh, sending us feedback and visiting our Facebook page, Twitter feed, all that kind of fun stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I think that uh, will be enough for uh, feedback for now. Um, as always, you can visit funwithcars.com. Leave us comments on the show pages right there. And uh, there's links to our Twitter and Facebook pages and all that. And if you don't know where to find that stuff by now, then maybe you haven't been listening because we mention it all the time. And let's just check in case there are any other comments on here, because normally I have Robin to talk while I look for stuff. I don't have that right now, so I have to try and talk and think at the same time, and that is very difficult, and I'm not very good at it. But don't worry about that. Let's look at some predictions, and we will wrap this thing up. So first of all, just as a quick uh, notice to our listeners, uh, Robin actually doesn't know that I'm doing this. Uh, as far I don't know what, what he thinks is going on right now, but... Uh, this, as you hear this, is actually the, is the first time Robin hears this as well. So I really kind of have gone rogue as a Fun With Cars host today. But hey, what are you going to do? So time for predictions. And as always, I'm going to look at the Fun With Cars Facebook page and click on predictions. Uh, okay, so we've got the British Grand Prix is what we just had. And we had a few no zero point scorers today. No one predicted that Hamilton was going to be on pole and that Rosberg would win. But we had... A great number. Well, we had four people who who picked Hamilton Weber, only scoring one point. So correct on Hamilton for the poll, and only off by one for uh, for Weber for the win. So congrats to Scott Herdwick, Kelvin Graham, Adam Bright, and Henry Keys. Uh, and then Robin was among a whole throng of people, uh, 25 of them or so, who uh, who got two point guesses. So either Rosberg Weber, Hamilton Alonso, which is how a lot of people went. Hamilton Alonso, Hamilton Alonso, Hamilton Alonso. 
and and then there were a couple then there were some three point guesses and on up from there so uh uh well done robin uh, i guess fair enough doing uh getting a, a reasonable job at predictions however there were a lot of folks myself included who picked vettel for the race win idiot it looked so good until his gearbox and i did not predict that his gearbox would fail and that he would then be classified as 20th so i actually had hamilton for pole as well and uh, that was going to be so great until I also picked Vettel for the race win. And I could not have been more wrong. I guess I guess if Vern would have been slightly more wrong. But either way, um, that didn't go well for me. That didn't go well for a lot of other people as well, including our simple statistical model, Damien, who thought whoever won last time is going to win again and whoever was on pole last time is going to get pole again, which in both cases this time was Vettel. So Damien got 22 points picking Vettel Vettel. I got 20 points picking Hamilton Hamilton. And Robin, not even here today, picked Hamilton Alonso for only two points. So that's how it stacks up for this particular race. But that does put Robin in first place overall in the predictions game with only 28 points after eight rounds that we've had now. Um, in all, so I'll just round out the top 10 here. Uh, we've got Ryan Higgins, Julie McKenzie, Daniel Jacobson, Fraser McDonald, Scott Christie, Chris Stark, Lori Jordan, Mark Schreiber, and Bruce Lloyd, uh, getting up to 52 points, and you can still be in the top 10. Uh, if we go down to the end of page one, I am nowhere to be found. Ooh, page two, here I am. Uh, so Damien is ahead of me with 80 points. I am only one point back. I have 81 points so far this year, and I, but that puts me in 56th spot. So, uh, yeah, I, I kind of got uh, got hurt by the Vettel retirement today in terms of predictions, uh, in terms of my, my overall life and happiness. I was not really hurt by uh, Vettel's retirement, but what are you going to do? Um, so I need to outsmart our statistical model, our really simple, dumb spreadsheet, to uh, move ahead of him in predictions. Um, so first of all, uh, let's see, what is the next next race we've got is Germany coming up. Uh, Rosberg has won two, uh, he, he won in Monaco, he's, he's won here. Um, Hamilton's been good on the pole, I mean, the Mercedes really looking strong. And now, of course, the Mercedes team is based in England in Brackley, um, but it is ultimately a German brand, and so they'll have a big presence there, blah, 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 blah. So the question is, will the Silver Arrows be on top in qualifying and or the race? And I think yes, uh, in the form of, um, I think Nico Rosberg is going to get pole, even though I know he didn't today, but I think he's going to get pole. And for the win, I'm going to go back to Vettel. I, uh, I'm not really super keen on doing that, but I'm going to do that. I uh, just think it's a wise choice, so there you have it. Uh, but more importantly is that uh, I am running the podcast, and Robin is not here to uh, to share with me his brilliance, but I feel like I've, I've co-hosted a show with him for like over five years. I feel like I really understand his mindset and his thinking really quite well at this point, so much so that I can actually make re- predictions for him that will be exactly what he was predicting. Uh, and so there's really no point in, in consulting him on this. It's really going to be down to, um, you know, I think I can make these predictions and that they will uh, they will be accurate. So uh, we all know Robin is a big fan of Jensen Button and uh, constantly thinks that Jensen's going to be near the front of the grid. So I'm going to put uh, for Robin now uh, that Jensen Button will be on pole. Um, and then that... Uh, for race winning, though, I mean, Button, you know, sometimes isn't uh, isn't great at uh, managing everything, keeping everything up. But uh, I think that overall, if, if you look at, look at race pace in, in Robin's mind again, that uh, really that, that Pastor Maldonado is really just the guy. 
that always just comes through solid finishes really strong you know race pace and you know kind of tire management and the whole thing so so for for robin now uh this is button for pole maldonado for the win i'll go ahead and put that through i'm sure that'll keep him right on top in predictions and uh and my my lame you know thing about hamilton and vettel uh is just going to be you know eh, whatever uh, or no, sorry, Ross Park and Vettel was, was my prediction. So uh, if you are taking part in the predictions game this year, then uh, thank you very much for doing so, because it's a lot of fun. Uh, definitely, you only have a week this time, so make your way to facebook.com slash fwcars, click on predictions, and punch in who you think is going to be on poll and who's going to win, and uh, maybe you can even do better than Robin's brilliant predictions. I don't know. Uh, so uh, thank you very much for listening uh, and bearing with me for the, the one-man show. Thank you very much to Craig the Kilt for sending us audio from your track experience today. And uh, shout out to the wee lad Gregor as well. And uh, we will listen. We will, well, we will listen. You will listen to us next week. We will be back at full strength for the German Grand Prix from the Nürburgring. Should be great times. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you then. See ya.